Chris and Chris. That's a Chris right there. I apologize if my vocals are very loud today. I'm uh, playing with some audio thingies, changes, levels. Working with the levels. Uh, But that's a little uh, outside baseball, inside baseball. I can never get there. (laughs) You don't want to see how the sausage is made. I'll stop talking. No, but we're going to show it to you anyway. Yeah. (laughs) We'll show you all our blemishes. Yeah. We're the yeah. last podcast on earth that records live unnecessarily. And Chris and doesn't we, really edit. We might have another radio home soon, which is exciting. That's uh sure. big yeah. news. Big news. I don't want to jinx it, but we might we might be back on semi live air. So mm-hmm. get ready for that. You might have to listen to some annoying <laughs> plugs. Uh <laughs> but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about today. Let's talk about what's going on in the world of sports and just general life, okay? Yeah. Please, let's do it. I've been waiting all week for this. All right, good. Finally, I know, right? It's my fault. I put, no, I put it off. I put it off. It's, it's Friday, and I don't like a Friday show because then we're rushing to get it on air, and it just feels like we don't get our normal like weekday listeners. They get robbed. But hopefully, if we do, back to this, get her uh, back on air, we'll have to be a little bit more concentrated. Maybe go back to Monday nights, which, oof, can you imagine? Oof. Monday nights. Woof. What am I going to do with my, my Monday nights are taken up? <laughs> I don't know. I won't be able to weep softly into a glass of whiskey that I'm in, hiding in the bathroom. Um, Chris. <laughs> what? Should, we talk, about, father, should we talk about women's basketball? Yeah, let's do that. Unless you got something a little more lighthearted to jump in with. I feel like I I was really excited today because you sent me your show notes mm-hmm. and you led with women's basketball and the funny thing is like I didn't have a lot this week like I've been I could there's a bunch of different angles that or different things that I did want to talk about but I hadn't really thought about anything except for something that was women's basketball specific so when I saw this at the top of your notes I got kind of excited because it meant that we're on the same wavelength as usual yep. Um, but I, what did, what did you want to start with? You want to start with the, uh, I'm guessing the WNBA cause the draft just happened two nights ago, correct? Last night. Oh, it was last night. Shit. Yes. God, they night. all blend together. Big night. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Right. Uh, the granny, yeah, the grandma, everybody well, loves the graph, yeah, draft grandma. Yeah. 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 That was awesome. She was but, great. Uh, listen, th- and that, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the heart of what I, you know, I was kind of thinking about, and I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago, like what, after the NCAA tournament happened. And the women's tournament was very exciting and just as exciting as the men's and probably more so than the more men's so. actually. Uh, and, and then it continued on, you know, like two weeks later with the, with the, the WNBA, the draft now here. And it's it sort of the, my idea, my thoughts on the whole thing is, you know, it's still kind of continuing through here, not let up. And it's, it feels like the WNBA and, and, and women's basketball uh, as an overall kind of point is it's taking kind of a, a huge kind of step forwards and upwards here now, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, it, to me, it feels like that. And it feels, it's a lot more relevant. Like the ratings were doing good for the women's NCAA tournament. Um, 
you know, more and more people are sort of, you know, kind of jumping on the bandwagon per se, or, or at least acknowledging that they're fans or they follow the game. It's good basketball. Um, We've said that a million times over, but it's, I, it's just good basketball. It's good basket. It is good basketball, you know, but now, and, and you know, and I, I think this is a good thing is you're getting more and more sort of recognition and support from, from men's basketball players who are advocating it, who are, who are, you know, on social media, you know, touting it and saying they're watching and they're watching the draft and, and you know, and, and it, I think that helps maybe kind of take the, you know, the, the I don't know the exact word would it be, but like it, 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 they would be the sort of the leaders the torchbearers maybe for other men who think that women's, you know, sports isn't good. And going, oh, hey, if they're watching it, maybe I can watch it or learn and follow along as well. Yeah, I buy that. I think to so I just not to derail your your topic here, but well, because you said something that that was kind of touching on what I wanted to talk about, which is you said like NBA players are sort of promoting the league or whatever. They're 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 getting behind it with tweets or whatever. But have you seen what Stephen Jackson's been up to? No. So Stephen Jackson has. He has been working with Allen Iverson on Iverson's like basketball youth basketball tournament in Memphis. And Steven Jackson was like, Do we need a women's high school basketball tournament? So there's a new tournament. He's it's it'll the inaugural year of it is next January, but it'll be the first ever women's high school basketball tournament. It's called the I Have a Dream Tournament. It's two days. It takes place in Memphis. It's like is this like all stars or all star teams or like? Yeah, it's uh, like it's basically McDonald's all American, yeah, but like for women. For women, like That's and it incredible. took yeah, and it's and Stephen Jackson of all people, like he's mm-hmm. he's like putting all of his eggs into women's basketball, which I think is fucking sort of and a a next level of what you're talking about. Like that's that's him yeah, like I putting his money it, where his mouth part, is. Yeah, I think that that's part of it. That there's there's becoming a market for it. There's becoming a public interest. You know, is growing. Uh, and I think, you know, like you watch, um, you just watch something, the players that, that coming out, you know, there's more, there looks like there's more talented players than ever, right? Across the board. In Absolutely. College, and, and, That's and, why and, the and draft it, was televised. Cause people watched the tournament, the, the, the men's, the women's tournament this mm-hmm. year was great. There were upsets. There were like, like it was D, it was good NCAA basketball. Yep. So people want to see where those players were going. I think that I think the yeah. two, like if NC NCAA basketball is only working one place, it's probably in the women's, not in the men's. Because oh, you're not sure. you're for not sure. seeing it like the top draft choices. You're not seeing them in the tournament. They're all playing for the ignite. You know, like you're there. Right, there's a couple of them, maybe, but I I mean maybe a co- yeah. Mobley. Well, I mean there's Suggs and Cunningham for the men, and you know like there's yeah there's a few of the guys, but yeah I mean I but I think it's. I mean, you also have like, you know, the two women late, lately, like last year was Sabrina Ionescu, who's the number one over pick, who was basically deemed to be the next game changer for, for women's basketball, right? She was supposed to be the next iconic player who sort of is better than everybody else. And, and, and then also now you have the Paige uh, Breckers for, for Connecticut, who's a freshman this year, who they were also like, she might be the most dominant player now too as well. So now all of a sudden you have these two players who were sort of, you know, considered um, you know, those, those, you know, evolving or, 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 um, team, you know, sort of changing kind of players where, you know, where they just, they, they lead the league, you know, now in, in recognition and actual gameplay and all those kinds of things. And I, I think that's kind of cool where you don't normally see, like in women's, you, you've seen it like maybe once every five years, but more like once every 10 years. Yeah. 
where you have that sort of, you know, type of talent coming out. And now it just shows you there's more and more of these, there's just, there's more, there's more women, there's more really good players, or at least they're getting recognition of it. And there should be more teams. And I think that's a perfect opportunity for the, for the women's league to expand as well. Well, that's a crazy thing to me. So like a, a Rod's 12 teams, a Rod's right? going to buy the, he's a Rod's in the process of buying the, the T wolves, but in, in that he's also buying the links. Right. So right. he gets like the actual, the only team that's ever won in Minneapolis, uh, <laughs> which is sort of a side project, but, and then, and now you've got Dwayne Wade, who's like trying to get an ownership uh, piece of the Utah jazz. Right. Yep. But I just don't understand why there can't be more NBA players or WNBA players for that matter. Sue Burt and 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 Rapino have to be rich enough to be able to record a, a yeah. team, right? Like, yeah, there maybe you need to look it, internally the way that the the NBA has started looking internally. Right. Well, one thing I wanted to say that I thought was a turning point for women's basketball was when uh, Skylar Diggins Smith signed to Rock Nation, like out yep. out of college. Um, yep. I mean, she'd already had a great resume like having i think she'd put been in the olympics at that point right already i think so uh but yeah she's she's that was in 2013 i looked it up and she's still with them 18 mm-hmm. eight years later wasn't mm-hmm. like a flash in the pan thing like it was an investment for an agency to put her on and now she's like a cornerstone of their agency and i think that that is and there's a great interview that the with her and and the knuckleheads if you go back into their archives and listen to it, she's just a fascinating human being. But I think that was a huge step. Like that's, a, I mean, as much as I can't stand Rock Nation, like as a, like I yeah. just don't like that universe it's that much. Yeah, I think that that was a big deal to like to huge. to put her on. You know, it was one of their. I think it was her and Robbie Cano were like their two first big signings. Yeah, right. Where, and and she's and she's the one that stuck around. You know, like she's the one that's been worth anything. I mean, Robbie Cano's contracts worth 1 million times more than hers but like <laughs> it just i don't know that that there are these signs that are pointing in the direction mm-hmm. that this is not a flash in the pan and i think you i completely agree and i fucking i know we just sit there and like geek out on women's basketball and how important <laughs> it is but like i i there's just that moment in my life where i was watching the tournament and i was like i want to watch this more than I want to watch men's basketball, like especially playoff basketball. Like I was watching the, like the finals and I was like, this is, there's no flopping. They're, they're, they're just playing like a kind of basketball that I enjoy maybe more. Maybe that's just me being older. But anyway, I agree with you hundred percent. I think there just needs to be more teams. I don't know why Pittsburgh can't have a fucking women's team. Like what? Like cool. we can like this city, I like mean, it would be a perfect place for it. They could play in the new, duquesne stadium like that's in in the city it only holds like two thousand people which is probably more than you need for a WNBA <laughs> game at this point do you know what i mean though like it's yeah, i yeah, think yeah, that like yeah. a sm- smaller markets instead of like trying to dump them in with other places that have nba teams or or making them a part of a nba package like why not have like more smaller market WNBA teams i would go watch all the time I mean, yeah, right. Especially if that's one of the only, you know, forms of sport that you have in that city, um, that would make a lot of sense. And and I I do get like why they were pairing them up, at, you know, originally at least with NBA cities. Yeah, and made sense. And stuff yeah, like that made sense to help grow it and keep an investment into that and stuff. But I, we're probably, I mean, I don't know if we're quite there yet to to go all out with with non NBA teams. But I think you could at least try with a team or two or a city or two um, that doesn't have basketball or or, or lost does basketball have, you know, or 
Huh? Or lost basketball. Like the Seattle yeah, Storm are yeah, yeah, yeah. huge. Right. right. Yeah, have exactly. Pro- like right. there's your example, I mean, they, right? They had the they I mean they had the sort of the benefit of, of the team there originally and stuff. Right, but, of course. Um and, and the sort of the resources maybe at that point. But yeah, I I mean the Connecticut Sun are are in the middle of nowhere. They have no you know backing or support. They but they have powerful women's college basketball from there, right? Right. And I think that's maybe the other avenue. Maybe Tennessee is the place then. Right. Is it Tennessee or is it, or is it, um, you know, Pittsburgh, I, you know, I like the idea because of where it's sort of located and, and there's, you know, or you go into maybe Ohio somewhere or something. Um, but it, you, you can find, you know, and it doesn't have to be women's college basketball. It could be men's college. If you have a nice, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a powerful basketball presence in that area. Kansas. Yeah. Right. Kansas yeah, city. Something like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, it's, the, like you said, the game is the game is growing at many levels, and there's the one the the uh, she's the former player who bought into the Atlanta Dream ownership. Uh, thank God, was yeah. Renee Montgomery was yeah. the former player. Now she's part of the ownership group. Well, that's the, the um, other thing is that I think that it's important about, and probably has a, part of the reason that Stephen Jackson is even involved in women's basketball is because of the sort of advocacy advocacy angle. Like women ba- women's basketball players are they they speak up, they work in communities, yeah. they boycott when people when there's mm-hmm. injustice that's unrelated to basketball they they speak they act out against ownership like they it's it's mm-hmm. i mean it's just of course Maya Moore, uh, uh wait was it Maya Moore? It, um she the one that quit basketball to yeah. go for justice causes until yeah. he was until he was frozen or f- free which he yep. which he was last year i think uh end yep. of the year uh yeah i mean there's there's just there's it's that part of it powerful. too i th- it, mm-hmm. There's nothing not to like. Like there's this there's this stigma of women's basketball that it's all lesbians and it's all jump shots and it's like, and and it's not good basketball. But anyone that watched the NCAA tournament, just that, just watched Arizona play a couple of times, mm-hmm. know that there's there's great basketball. There's a it's plus. That's the other thing too is that, is that now some of those former players are becoming head coaches in college. Did Russell Wilson's sister get drafted? Is she good enough? I don't know if she got drafted or not. Oh. Yeah, not sure. He's a big fan. No. If he could own a team, right? That would be incredible. Yeah, you like pair him up with with. A, I mean, I I do I do wish and I hope that like more women, uh, are sort of uh become part of the ownership. Well, I think more women should be part of the coaching staffs. There that too, just, or general managers. Yeah, I, I know a couple of them. Um, another former player, I think with the with the Seattle Storm, actually just shoot, they just gave, they just um hired her for their general manager position. I think I just read something about uh. The Las Vegas Aces are are looking to hire a woman president who it's been Bill and Beer this whole time as he's also Ugh. the coach, but then they're looking to I think to hire like it's uh, either the former LSU coach or women's coach or or current women's coach I'm not sure but um so there there's there feels like there is all this sort of movement and momentum in other areas as well too and to my point with Renee Montgomery though it's like she's part of the ownership group and like I I don't think she was I mean she was a she was a good player she I think she played about eleven years or so yeah. Uh, she, I think she won, I think she won a couple of the championships with Minnesota or something. So like, I don't know, like, she, I don't know if she, she could have made that much money just playing basketball, obviously, but maybe she made money in other ways and means over the years that, but to your point, you well, know, they all like play super or a Pino or somebody, you, you probably don't need to be a multimillionaire. Well, even Sue Bird in. though, Sue Bird, like she, they all play off season overseas. Right. Like they're, right. yep. uh, but the funny thing is, like the overseas here, market think... is caught onto the is caught onto the profitability of women's basketball yeah. way faster than than yeah. the America has because America doesn't believe women can do anything. 
Like that's just like the first knock. Like we're just like that's how we uh, approach everything right off the bat. And now it's like, and and now it's playing catch up. I mean, I don't know how these players will ever get paid the money that they deserve, especially when you've got idiots like Draymond Green out there like running their fucking mouths. But I think that there are opportunities and avenues. And I think that once, like, when ESPN's televising the draft, or at least doing a lot of, like, promotion of the draft, mm-hmm. and sponsors are getting behind it, then the money starts to come in. Then there's more opportunity. Then people see value. And once, and I think, like, a couple more teams, and really having it being a women-owned and, and run league and, and come out of, and, and work in, in, in conjunction with player, like like you said, like going back to that idea, working with like the players, like the current NBA players who are who are forefront, like working with David Stern and all those old fucking Colangelos, like no one gives a fuck about them. No one cares what they think, you know. Like if they care what LeBron tweets, you know, like that's that sells right. that sells the league. Doesn't right. fucking get Jerry Colangelo out there being like women's basketball is important too. Pat Summit and I used to fuck under the bleachers back in <laughs> 1987. Don't let her tell you differently. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Jerry Colangelo, this, this could segue very messily but nicely into um, another story I wanted to talk to you about, Chris. Okay. And I Oh, Jerry Colangelo. Uh, I don't know if you heard this or not, and this is a couple weeks old as well now, but I think it's a, I think it's a story we're celebrating, especially because of you and your connection and reaction to, to old Jerry Colangelo. Yeah. Grant Hill yes. will be the next managing director of Team USA Basketball. Really? Yeah. Sweet. And if we're Stealing it away from old man and, Colangelo? So old man Colangelo's out in a, like a year or two after Grant Hill obviously kind of like serves or follows him around. For a couple of years, of course. Uh, but Lurt, sort of learns the Lurt, ropes, I guess, which Lurt's is fine. Lurt's had a larger money through USA, Team USA <laughs> for his own well-being. But the point here is that we will never have to see or hear from Jerry Colangelo ever again. The this motherfucker's like got to be in his 80s. He'll probably run for president. Like, <laughs> didn't he own a WMB? He did. Anyway, I, I know he owned like the Suns or something like that, or the... the he owned the sun, so he owned the the Mercury. Mercury. Fuck, fuck. I mean, good, good on Grant Hill. I've never been a big Grant Hill guy, uh, because I hate Duke. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's probably a good guy. I think he's a good dude. Remember I think, when they I were trying to sell us on Grant Hill being like a like Grant Hill, like rap videos with him, like d- drinking Sprite or whatever? And you're like, this ain't Grant Hill. Grant Hill's not cool. <laughs> he's not. No, he's not. Doesn't he own the Hawks, Grant Hill? I think he owns a part of them, or did. I don't know if he still does. I wonder. Um, yeah, I watch out. Of, yeah, I think I smell a snake in the grass. Fuck Grant Hill. I what? Fu- I smell a snake in the grass. You're right. He's going to learn from Jerry Colangelo, and he's going to be fucking Adam Silver's new butt boy. And whenever at something happens that like Adam Silver doesn't fucking like, he'll get Grant Hill and be like, oh, Grant Hill's the new president of player operations for your team. I'm sorry. Sam Hinky Jr. Oh my God! Also, dude. it's uh, the fifth so... fifth year anniversary of the Sam Hinky uh, retirement letter, the uh, the re- the resignation letter. If you want to go oh. re reread that, it's a real fucking it's a real moment in time. 
It's a. I don't think I'll reread it. Oh, I would reread it. It's war. It's a worthy you, I read. I think you should just reread it live on the air. Next week. I'm going to. You know how like what's every year like there's a bar downtown that where yeah. they read Ulysses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that what it is, or do they read so. the Englanders? But they read something. Fu- they I read some. Like, yeah. yeah. What's the What's the one? I Dubliners. I think they maybe it's either Ulysses or Dubliners. <laughs> I'm just gonna reread every year, the fucking the hanky retirement next week. Tune in, folks. I will read, reread the Sam I mean, Hanky. You want to reread it right now. Res- do it cold now, but I don't want to do it cold. I want to have a chance to really like find out the emphasis. The yeah, find the voice. Yeah. Oh right. God, this is gonna be so fun. Tune in next week, folks. I will be doing this. I might. I'll wear a Sixers shirt and all. If we only did video, this would be a good opportunity. But yeah, mm-hmm. let's could you do, do. Could you do a Sam Hanky impersonation? I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work. I can only imagine it's like <laughs> snithering. I can't even tell you what I think he's I'm Sam Hinky. <laughs> that's how I'm going to do it, even if that's not his voice. Like a Simpsons character. Oh, <laughs> dearest Sixers ownership. <laughs> Sam Hinky. <laughs> I like the guy, but it's still I his like voice. <laughs> Doesn't mean we can't have some fun with it. I'm definitely doing that. That's a good that that man. I can't wait to do that. I'm looking forward to it. Work That's on my great. acting chops. Yeah, That's but great. fuck Grant Hill. I I smell a rat. Oh, man. I Chris, smell a rat. So jaded on this. You can't I smell a rat. Good. All right, moving on. What about this one? All right, I got another WNBA, not WNBA, but NBA story that I I think we need to celebrate. Okay. Um. I told you there was two. The second one, I think, will make you happy. Again, this is about a week or so old. <laughs> Naturally, but it's still worse because we couldn't get we didn't get to it last week and and whatnot. Excuses, and so excuses. It's a, but it's another reason to celebrate because you and I both do not ever want to see this guy on television ever again. Bill Walton is retired. No, oh. but close, close. Oh. Even worse Bill, than that. Who? Paul Pierce. Oh, yeah, but he went out like a fucking gangster. <laughs> did he? Yeah, dude. I don't think I, he did. I'm not a bit. You know I hate Paul Pierce. But I boy, did him. he fucking burn that bridge. Like, I, you don't come. What the fuck was he thinking, man? I don't know. Like, what that the fuck? That dude is going through a midlife crisis. He, he is. I think, co- I think the quarantine had a, did a number on him. I think losing that fucking game of horse. During the first part of COVID, where he just looked like garbage and missed three pointers. I mean, fuck Paul Pierce. Don't get me wrong. Like, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And he's like trying to claim that he won. He's like, oh, even when I lose, I win. I'm like, eh, you became a you became a meme, dude. Like, you just admitted you lost. Yeah, go fucking hang out with JRE because you did not like you did not win. Like, not win at all. Yeah, but he did go out like a gangster. Like you like, that's not going out like a gangster. Did, was that accident? Like, did he ac- Did like he think he was like sexting someone? Like, I, I can't even. Was, I don't. He was so fucking high and drunk and had too many. But why go on the internet? Because people are dumb. But that's people just, are dumb. I mean, I. Yeah. And then everyone's like, everyone's like trying to defend him. Like he should be able to live his his life. He should. Have, you know. He should. He should. He should be able to live his life. But. Do what but you he, want to do, but you but don't get. To, but you, yeah, you don't get to have that job. 
Yeah. You can't take the motherfucker seriously. Like, let's say anyone else. That happened to fucking Shaq. That happened to fucking Charles. That happened to anybody. They'd be fucked. It's not like just a Paul Pierce problem. Uh, I think I feel like Charles could probably get away with it. I feel like Shaq could get away with it too. Shaq could probably get away with it too. Shaq had a rhyme that said, Kobe, tell me how my my ass tastes. That is all. Shaq is borderline like massage. I'm sad, Kobe died. He tries really hard, I think, not to be on the on the pregame show, but every time he talks to Candace Parker, he, it's like he's like, oh, I don't know why the beautiful Candace Parker yeah, doesn't like, ever like always like mad at me and not talking to me nicely. You're gross. It's like, you don't have to keep saying beautiful every time you you mention her name. Remember when like, Shaq held the door open for me in the bathroom <laughs> at oh, the yeah. Marriott? Right. As I came back, I was like, Chris, Shaq just held the door open for me. Oh, fuck. That's right. I forgot about that. That was crazy. Surreal. I just had that flash put through my head. I was like, you know what? Shaq is a gentleman. Is he the largest human being you've ever come across? Oh, by far. And I've come right? across him twice. And both times it was shocking and freaky. Right. I, re- I was walking down Fifth Avenue one time and he came out of a, he came out of a Calvin Klein building with like a giant fuzzy Kangol. And I freaked out. I was like, holy fuck. Like there was... <laughs> Like it, it was crazy enough that he had a fuzzy kangol on, and that was like twenty two. I was like, "Holy fuck, Shaq's gigantic!" And then, what, like when you're not, you're like, you know, when you pull the handle on the door at the same time, and you're like, "Oh, sorry!" And all of a sudden, it was mm-hmm. the fucking guy from Monsters Inc. Like he was just gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to get back to the main point, Chris. Yeah, let's hear it. Paul Pierce will never be on the ESPN NBA. Pre-game countdown shows. No, he'll be on like. We don't a- have to listen to his stupid OAN. I, I think you know what I think he did. He again, he's he's trying to fall in the coat and ride the coattails of two other Hall of Famers in Shaq and Charles Barkley, and and sort of mail in that their their job. Yeah. Because they don't actually watch basketball. They don't prep for shit. They don't prep for shit. <laughs> yeah. And Paul Pierce is like, I'm just as good as them. I'll do the same goddamn yeah. thing. Yeah. But that uh, see. Th- here we are. Like, let's circle back one more time. Steven Jackson, a vilified human being, mm-hmm. part of the malice in the palace. Mm-hmm. Like, George Floyd's fucking, like, he went off. When George mm-hmm. Floyd died, he was like, that's my brother. Mm-hmm. He spoke mm-hmm. out. He's a fucking, he's, he's a hero. Contributing, giving back to the community. Giving back to the community. Always went back. Like, he, mm-hmm. like there's a human being. That would be, and, and now he's like a, a women's high school basketball tournament. There's a human being that would be so much more valuable in a booth than fucking Paul Pierce. But because yeah. like Paul Pierce is who he is, like, I don't even get it. Like, it, like, and Paul Pierce is like, was always like put up on a pedestal, yep. even though he was, a, he played for Boston, even though so he was a man. scoundrel with his fake fucking injuries and all that bullshit, whatever Shit, happened man. in the club that got him stabbed 32 times. But we're like, I just. The hypocrisy, right? The hypocrisy. You, do you remember? Do you remember that? Do you ever watch your Chappelle show back in the day? Uh, yeah, but I don't have that shit memorized like most. Okay, people. but there was one episode. There was one skit they would do. I think they did it a couple times where it was like when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, you know, it was like it was like he'd had the like the guys would like try to they all act all tough or like call someone out and then they get their ass beat. Basically, is, is like the premise of the skit. <laughs> it was I, funny. I'm right? thinking of a Key and Peele skit. That's not the same thing, but you go ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like dudes like walking the club and they're talking all tough, and then like someone looks at their woman, they like try to stand up and like talk shit to dude, and then the guy like cold cocks and knocks him out, and they're like, and then the, like the voiceover, you know, 
voice of God person comes on and he's like, when keeping it real goes wrong or something, you know? All right. I got to watch it. Was great. It's funny, it was a funny skit. Chappelle said, don't watch it. So I was like, I can't watch him. I want yeah, to. I know. Well, not yeah. now, but that one's always stuck in my mind. Okay. Cause, uh, but I feel like Paul Pierce is the dude when keeping it real. He like tries to keep it real, but it never actually works. He's he not real. <laughs> he's not. He tries to. He, he's is the dude when keeping it real goes right. No yeah. Question. Yeah, right. when you stick to your fucking true self and right. you do the right things. Paul Pierce to fucking acts like one way on the court, acts like a different guy out in the clubs, and then on TV he's got glasses on and is being all like righteous. Fuck that guy. But he did go out like a, he burned it, it down. Gangster. It's not gangster. Man. I didn't say gangster. I say he burned it down. He did go out like a G. You're right. He went out kind of like. I mean, that's like some shit people do on like a work trip. Like yeah, they're like, man, you burn the like house he used he one. used the company card at a strip club. Like that's yeah. kind of what yeah. he did. That's like that's like you know quitting and then telling everybody to go fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You know what always pissed me off? Since we're on the topic of burning it down, mm-hmm. you know Gigi Allen. He's like a punk rock dude. He was like he's from the olden days, the 80s, and he was like real avant. Like he did his own shit on stage. And he was like, cut himself, and everyone was like, oh, Gigi Allen, man, he's like the real, he's the most punk rock dude in the world. But Gigi Allen's thing was always like, I'm going to kill myself on stage. That He was like, tonight's the night, I'm going to kill myself on stage. And he never did, and the fucking guy just died of a heroin overdose like a couple weeks later anyway. And I'm like, if he would have just did what he said he was going to do. Would have been a legend. 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 But instead he's a poop out who fucking decided heroin was more important and ended up dead a couple weeks later anyway. Like. Be real. Yeah. <laughs> Just be real. Yeah. I don't I know the comparison between Gigi Allen and Paul Pierce hasn't been made often. <laughs> but never, I just mean never. It. That's why I love you for it. Because you could find that and make that comparison and make and it's legit. Let's talk about this play in tournament. Oh, great. So can you explain the play in tournament rules to our listeners? That may be me. Yeah, so because it's a shortened season, they're only playing roughly, I think, 72 games this year. Right, but they're not doing the same tournament as last year, correct? Uh, I think they are. So the 7 and mm. 8 team, like once it comes down, I think towards the final uh, end of the season, the 7 and 8 place teams will play each other. One time. One time. Right. And then the n- winner gets and- 7, right? Huh? Winner gets the seventh seed automatically. If you win yeah. that. Okay. And then the nine and 10 seed plays each other. One time. One time. And then the winner of that game plays, I think, the loser of the seven, eight seed. One time. One time. And then they are the eight seed. So it's not best of three the way that it was. I don't think so. I think you're right. So you so when you've got like whiny ass Luca being like, oh, <laughs> we don't like the tournament. <laughs> so he says, so he, so since he spoke out on this and then everyone seems to have jumped on the bandwagon about how this is actually a stupid, bad idea. I, fuck him. And he, so his quote was, you play 72 games to get into the playoffs. Then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out of the playoffs. Motherfucker so wouldn't be saying this. the point of that. This guy wouldn't, would, he, first of all, his fucking bitch ass owner, who's also fucking against this, voted for it. And it's like, right. in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, in retrospect, you didn't think you'd be in fucking seventh place looking up yeah, at fucking right? Portland. Like, right. that's all this is. This is like sour grapes. Like, yeah, total sour grapes. Just win, win two more fucking games than, than yeah. or win a game more than Portland. Like, yeah. and then, I mean, I think there's validity to they the might. argument that they like, might. it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like conferences are kind of stupid, but you can't make that argument now. Like, you, like you make that argument in the off season. The season started. This is what you agreed to, Mark Cuban. 
Luca, go fuck yourself. Like I more and more dislike that human being. More and more. That team is unfucking like you know we were talking about teams we fucking hate. Uh, that Mavericks team, now that they've got JJ Redick, I don't who do you like on that team? Boban? Boban's maybe the only likable human being. I like Jason Richardson. I don't really know Jason Richardson. Maybe yeah, I could grow to like guy. him. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Fuck that guy. He hasn't. Yeah, I mean Richardson hasn't kind of been good since he, you know, Miami traded him, which kind of you know makes a lot of sense in a way too. Uh, I feel like Miami's always one of those teams that they the players always play better on those teams and they don't, don't play well when they leave. Yeah. Um, oh, I I like Willie Cauley Stein too. I take it back. Oh yeah, Willie. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he's all right. Um, but Maxi Kleber, fuck that guy. But okay, so I mean, this is the thing. Like, would Dodgers be saying this if they were in tenth place right now? No, no, yeah, or no, sixth he would, place. He's he, a, he would be, yeah, yeah, and he'd be all for this to, to also, get a chance to get in the playoffs. Lucas' fucking game winner was the corniest fucking game winner I've ever seen in my life. Like that buzzer beater. The only good thing about it was that he made it after Grayson Allen missed two free throws in a row. <laughs> that was so rewarding. That was actually. That's the that they totally missed the headline on that one. I think that was the that was the most rewarding part of it. It was that yeah. Grayson Allen could all he had to do was hit one, and he missed two. That's great. It was great. Anyway, also Dallas also sounds like the guy who's just assuming his team's gonna lose then. Yeah. In the playoffs. Well, they the stink. Playoffs, right? They stink. Yeah. Dallas sucks. Cuban, you know, trying to make this excuse that because uh, even though he voted for it, it was a mistake because he needs to rest their players for them to be healthy enough. To play in the playoffs is a load of shit. Then you know what? Don't don't trade for fucking Porzingis. Yeah. Don't trade for a guy who can't play like you know w- once every three days or something. Amen. Like it's you you like you said exactly. You like you you put this on yourself. You you didn't have the foresight to see that you might need to sort of if that's what you want to do and rest players enough to be able to get into the playoffs. But that's like the fucked you, up if, thing is like they're t- they're like they are not that far away for. I mean, they could be a 10th seed pretty easily. Like, there's still, like, 15 games left. Like yeah, They could be the 6th seed or they could be the 10th seed. They'll yeah. not make the playoffs. The thing is, like, I think I, I'd go a step further and be like, Cuban probably thought we are going to be a ten, 9 or 10, and this will help my team. Or he thought they were going to be, like, 4 or 5. Maybe. And, and be safe and clear this. I don't, he's like, I don't care what happens to those yeah, teams. I, but I don't see how. But, but I will say this, and I think there was another quote from Draymond Green, which I think kind of sums up this whole thing best, and the mentality that Doncic doesn't have, that Draymond does have. And that's his quote was, he's fighting for a playoff, or fighting for a playoff in spot, uh, play in spot does not motivate me. I want to win every game I play because I hate losing. That shit really bothers me, so that's what motivates me, not fighting for some play in spot. And then he goes on to say, I want to win every game because I hate losing. Uh, that's what, mo- uh, yeah, it's not fighting. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's like, you play, you play to win the games, man. Like, don't, you're not trying to, like, position yourself properly at the end of the season to, to, to be in a certain standing and rest guys and stuff. Like, you just play the games. Like, there's a reason. That's, maybe every single game actually is important and does count in a, in a whole season. Well, there we go. So then that's, that's, I think, the next argument is, like, why... You know, I know, I know Cole Cuts, Mike Davey was losing his mind because the Nets weren't really playing that hard against Philly the other night. And he's like, they what's, everybody. They didn't play any other what's the point? Them. What's the point of, of the end of the season? I agree. End of the season basketball is garbage. So then there might as well be six teams that are worth taking a look at because those top four teams aren't going to fucking play hard. It's just, that's always been the case. Like in, in like yeah. at least in the last 20 years. Right. So, so I, I just don't see anything wrong with this playing tournament. And honestly, Honestly, if my team, 
that I rooted for was was in the like seven through ten spot, yeah. I'd be pumped. I'd be like, yeah. oh my god, I get to watch my team play basketball tonight. Like that's yeah. like. I think that the biggest issue with this season is a the shortened season just because it'll be like oh it wasn't a full season and the back to backs are fucking terrible like the I mean they're terrible the but ba- you know what deal with it I know absolutely deal with it but I just I don't like you get the second game of a back to back and it's rough I will say this tonight there are no back to back teams I don't think maybe the Kings but for the most part you're getting all fresh basketball because last night was such a light load. So you, there's no excuses. It makes it gambling on it a little trickier. But I yeah. like tonight, like Friday night is a fun docket of basketball if you can find the right game. Yeah. I, listen, do you think the Warriors and Spurs and the Pelicans are, are excited I'm, to be able to try to have a play-in game here? I, yes. No. I, I'm, I mean, they're, yeah, they are. But I'm also so stoked. If you look at those teams from 6 to 10, yep. 6 to 11, it's Portland, Dallas, Memphis, Golden State, San Antonio, New Orleans. Those are all f- fuck yeah. Even I want to watch. Is, has a chance. I want to watch all those teams fight it out. Like that's yeah. like, that's fun that's to great. me. That's what they. That was the intent. That beats the shit out of watching the Jazz, Suns, Clippers, or Nuggets pl- or Lakers play at any time. Like they're so boring. <laughs> now it's a yeah, little like, different story when you get to the East. I don't like if I really wish that that Toronto was trying to make the playoffs. It doesn't seem like they are. Uh, wow. It would be cool to see Toronto like get like can you imagine toronto at the 10th seed it would no, suck would to f- it would suck to have to play them it would suck I mean, to have to play well them. i don't know if it would because they're just bad this year anyway so even i know but can't playoffs, you see fuck it can't you see nick nerds put pulling together two fucking good games uh, i can yeah yeah push could, you know, push the sixers to seven games <laughs> fuck dude <laughs> take I mean, it back chicago's trying to make the playoffs and they're still terrible they're so just, i don't know they're pure garbage in fact garbage. Do you want to jump right into the games tonight? Because that leads me to like what oh. I think is easy money. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not going to read off all the scores that are happening to or all the t- games that are playing. I can, but if you're looking at it, that might be easier because there's so fucking many. There's like 20 games. I'm, I'm opening it up right now so I can kind of look as you talk here. All right. Uh, Pacers Jazz already playing? Yeah, they're, they're, I don't understand Holy. why that is happening, but don't bet that game. <laughs> Besides the Pacers and Jazz playing the White Bowl right now. Wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on. Hold on. Just before we get... The Pacers are getting a point and a half as the game's already played, and they're up by 11 points. Yeah, because they're playing the best team in basketball. Yeah, but if they're up by 11, don't you just keep hitting the one and a half plus one and a half still? No. <laughs> Interesting. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't. All right. Um, All right, continue on. I'm sorry. So I'll read through them quickly. Uh, Thunder Pacers... Uh, or sorry, Thunder Pistons. Pistons are minus three. Sixers Clippers. Sixers are minus three. I think it's a oh another minus three pe- Pelicans at Wizards. Uh, Hornets are at the Nets. Brooklyn's getting minus twelve and a half. They who are they playing? Anyway, uh, yeah, Magic yeah. at the Raptors minus two and a half. That feels like a nice easy win. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Memphis at Chicago minus three and a half. Nuggets at Rockets, minus eight and a half. Denver Heat are in the Timberwolves town, minus 6.5. Uh, Blazers at Spurs, Blazers minus two and a half. And the Knicks playing some Ooh. deep primetime basketball, 930 game in aforementioned Dallas. Dallas is minus six. I'd watch that game. I have a feeling I will watch that game. Oh, yeah. Dallas is seven and three in their last ten games. They've they've been they're playing, playing well, well, but the Knicks are playing. also playing well. 
Knicks are also playing well. That seven six points seems like a lot, actually. The over under on that game is two eleven point five. So if that's basically saying that the Knicks will play lockdown basketball, I I kind of like the over on that one. Kind of. Nah, I'd stay away. Yeah. Anyway, Chris, what are your thoughts? I think the Knicks, the Knicks plus six is, is kind of the leader in the clubhouse for me here at really? the moment. It's the one that really jumped out at me going like, you know, like the neck, the nuggets minus eight and a half at Houston. I'm just not sure how Denver's going to sort of play now without Jamal Murray. Um, yeah. I would like to know. I, like, I think as they a, could still dominate them because it's Jokic. <laughs> well, yeah. I just don't think Jokic is that good. I know he's going to win the MVP and I know this sounds like Embiid sour grapes, but I was listening to the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast uh, last week. Mm. And they were saying like that there's that old adage, uh, the best av- ability is availability. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's going to make jo- Jokic win, but that's bullshit. Embiid's yeah. only missed 10 games, like in a regular, like yeah. length right. season. Right. Embiid's clearly the better player. Jokic doesn't even jump. That's why he hasn't missed a game because the motherfucker just shuffles around. He never gets a fucking further than an inch off the ground. Like, fuck that guy. So, I mean, he, I, I want to see him fail. I want to see him fall on his face without any supporting cast, except for fucking Aaron Gordon. Like, that just feels... Uh, basically, Nikola Jokic is going to be a, 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 what, like a A-plus fucking Vucevic now? Like, that's what he is? Yeah, I'd love to I see guess. them slide. I'd love to see them slide, and I'd love to see them fucking bench him, and and and, and save him for the playoffs. They won't, but I'd love to. Yeah. See, I'd love to see him I mean, do they're it. They're still trying to fight for a play, seeding, I think, which is kind of important. Although right now they're they're going to match up against the Lakers in the first round, which is not going to go well for them. No, they'll give fuck uh, their asses fucking whooped. I so I like right now. I like. I think I'd look at the Heat. Um, although Carl Anthony Towns is playing fucking out of his mind for the Timberwolves. They say it still feels like the Timberwolves do not enjoy being a part of the city of Minneapolis right now, and, and, and you can't <laughs> fucking enjoy anything. Can't blame them. Uh, I I personally I don't know if they enjoy being a Rod, having a Rod as their new. Yo, home. did you see fucking ER shit yeah. talk a Rod? Yeah, that was great. How um, is that guy even more lovable? I saw. So just so if those people don't know, uh, Anthony Edwards, aka ER uh, or Goose, if you're RJ, uh, he, they asked him what he thought of a Rod. As a, a being the new team owner or a, one part of the new team ownership, what team or whatever, uh, and he was like, I mean, I I don't I don't know who he is. I know he's the new owner, but like, I don't know about him. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you don't know about him. But then you know what? That's like, why should he know? That's what I'm saying. Fuck it. He didn't do it like a dick. No, he was just like, I'm not gonna sit here. Be like, how long ago Aaron Rodriguez or Aaron? Yeah, whatever his name, Rod is. Is not relevant necessarily anymore. Also, he's and, a piece of shit. Let's yeah, not forget that. And right, and he's also playing a baseball player who Anthony Edwards probably you know doesn't sort of probably follow baseball or whatnot. Um, I know we're not being a little nonlinear right now, but I you, you might have seen my text where I texted you that I thought that A Rod was going to bring the the T Wolves oh, to Tampa Seattle. because I feel like. Oh, no, Tampa, not Oakland, yeah, Tampa. to Tampa. Yeah, so that's right. the common thought is that he's going to bring him to Seattle because he has ties to Seattle. I personally don't think he doesn't have ties to Seattle. Exactly, just because he played there. But right. but think about this: the Raptors are currently playing at Tampa Bay, very similar to the way that New Orleans moved to OKC for a season after Katrina. Now mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's got a taste for basketball. It's a it's a city. Florida like is clearly a basketball state. There's no state taxes. 
Minnesota's famous for fucking losing teams. Like mm. I and A Rod has tons of ties to Florida. Like, can't you like that to me is the move. Like I think to, I think Tampa Bay is gonna get a fucking team, and I think it's gonna be the T Wolves. This is my Ooh. hot take. I Ooh. like it. It's a it's a it's an incredible hot take, and I and I it's actually somewhat believable. Thank you. But, it's not yeah. it's not that out of fucking it's control. Not that right? far fetched. The, the only thing I, I will say, probably holding it back, is there's probably an agreement because it seems to be that's always seems, seems to be the story with with that dude selling the T Wolves is that the ownership had to commit and like be part of the contract or whatever that it, they would stay in Minnesota. It's now, only through, it's like only through next year. It's, like, it's only through next year. That's the, that they only have to, he stays on in ownership as, as part of the ownership group mm-hmm. till the end of next year. Then they're free to do whatever they want. They don't have an agreement with the city. Yeah, but well, I, it's, I, feel, I feel like what I read before and like that was years ago is that the part of the contract is that they can never move away from there, or maybe there's a time limit within that or something, you know, five or 10 years or something like that, maybe, but I, I could be contol- totally wrong, but I, I could see, yeah, I could see it, you know, after a few years or something, it's just not working out. There's change, blah, blah, it's not blah. Gonna work out. They'll be in fucking Tampa by 2024. I promise. I you. mean, it, I'll put it this way. If, if Minnesota were to, to lose that team and, and the T wolves were to relocate somewhere else, I would, I would at this point in talk and hearing from you say this, I would put, I would put money on Tampa Bay then instead of Seattle. It's, they're not going to Seattle. Not going to Seattle. That's a stupid. Nope. I don't know what there is. That's a lazy. That's lazy reporting. That's like it's oh, A Rod fucking also? played for the Mariners. They he might move the team to Seattle. Like hey, they fucking do not like A Rod in Seattle. Back me up on this, Chris. Yeah. He's oh, not a fan. Of, he's not yeah. light, loved. He's not a beloved ex player. He fucking even, yeah, he bitched out for the fucking Rangers, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. The, no. The, the, yeah. There's no way that it's not. He would, I, and A Rod has no love for Seattle. He's not moving the team because he is in love with Seattle or something like that. Like it's not that damn sure isn't happening. Um, there also seems to be some sort of little conspiracy theory here about making sure Seattle doesn't get a team back, hmm. right? Like they're like you know like even this owner was like even saying he's like this t- the T Wolves will never move to Seattle. Kind wait, of thing. is that like a is that because it's always it's already like. Is that because is that it because is. it's like admitting defeat? Is that like saying like admitting like they shouldn't have taken the team in the first place? Yeah, something I think maybe I think there's something there. You know, like it seems like there's a mentality there with other owners and other you know people. Like I just don't I don't know I don't know if we'll ever go. There was even a touting it now as, as I think Silver. There was even a story about him Silver talking about you know expanding you know still and he's like oh so yeah we'll always look at you know Seattle's always a possibility stuff but. People started like in the know. I thought brought up other places like Vegas or Mexico City or something. Yeah, and was like they're really pushing other cities. It seems like more going more uh, global or something. And you know, in, in like Europe or England or something as well. And I was like, wow, you guys, these there there seemed to be a stronger notion and push of other cities and not just Seattle. Yeah. Right, and and it, it sort of worries me to some degree that there's. You mean landing a hockey team wasn't the key to getting an NBA team? <laughs> Oh my God! What another bullshit fucking piece of yeah. Uh, I yeah. know. Uh, and, and probably that's gonna be the that's gonna be the, the the signature on all this is that Seattle will just become not even a hockey town, but they'll have a hockey team and and never have a basketball team again. It might it might be the way. I mean, welcome to fucking Pittsburgh. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Somebody just asked me the other day if I had a fucking NHL ticket password they could use. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. The Penguins. I'm not trying to watch hockey yeah. <laughs> ever. Damn sure it ain't gonna be the Penguins. Chris, let me pick some games. All right, so we read them off. We're back on track. 
I like the Raptors because we just talked about it. Minus two and a half. I think Magic are actively trying to lose. Uh, and I, even though they won last night but, or two nights ago. But I do think the Raptors at quote-unquote home, since we're talking about Tampa Bay, minus two and a half feels like a good, a good game to me. Sure. You like the Knicks? I do. Let me. The only other one I'm, I'm considering here because I'm looking at this and this doesn't quite make sense to me is Thunder are, are plus three on the road in Detroit. And Detroit is a terrible team. I don't. And OKC is. I mean, they're. I mean, they're not good. They have a losing record and all, but they're not bad, are they? Are they I that don't know. bad? That I wouldn't. They're not. They're I, not that. But the Pistons are the favorite. If you want to bet this game, bet the over under at two sixteen. Bet the over because there is no defense between these two teams. Okay. Um. That's where. That's where I would go. Uh. Baisley's back. Jeremy Grant's been playing well. I think that's probably the play on that. Um. Yeah. What do you think about the Grizzlies at Bulls? I think Levine's out because he's like exposed to COVID or something. The Bulls suck. They have zero chemistry. Vucevic just got his fucking ankles broken on like national television. It was a disgrace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I do like the Grizz minus three and a half. I love Valanciunas against Vucevic. He always does well. Minus three and a half. That feels like a pretty... And the Grizzlies are a good bet. They're trying to get out of that play-in tournament. They're playing yep. really well right now. And Jaw's mm-hmm. back. I, that's where I would go. That's the, I like that game and I like the Raptors. Those are my right. two. I'll, I'll let you take the lead here because I feel like lately in, in trying to pick these games, I've, I've been having a terrible record. Here, You've so, shit the um, bed a lot, but let's, but let's throw them. Let's, I'd like, I'd like to take the Knicks plus six too. I, I would do that. Parlay three team parlay. Should we do a three team parlay? Yeah, that's a fucking, why not? I mean, the why odds not? will be through the fucking roof if we do it. Yeah. So. I like it. Let's let, I'm going to take a look and quickly see what that looks like. Chris, in the, while I'm doing that, you had uh, made, and then we can end on this note. You had made a quick, uh, you'd made a mention of um, players, and I don't think it was sports specific, that you would like to have seen without injury, or, or in your words, I think you've actually said it more cognizantly. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? It's, it's, it's an old, probably, question. It kind of, kind of comes up, hops around back and forth, you know, once in a while here and there. But I'm curious, like, what if you would have sort of a different take or an answer on this in a player, like one athlete? If you could go back and have one athlete, you know, would that would not that would have an injury-free career. So all the like great players over the years who ended up like kind of having their careers and their and their their talent kind of ruined because of injury. Do you is there one that stands out to you that's like you know that that you're your favorite player or something that would just kind of have a redo, without any injuries, you know, and and they could play play again. That I mean that they. Obvious choice is Dave Dravecki. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I would. I would. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Little cancer humor. For, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what am I supposed to do about that? The fact that you pull his name out of nowhere. Um, oh. I, Chris, I would. I. I mean, Bo Jackson is the first person that actually jumps to mind. Yeah. Um, because, and also just so you know, that parlay is plus 590 if you hit it right nice. now. That is nice. a, uh, yeah, I'll put a little action on it just for fun. Nothing, nothing too big. Um, I, I think Bo Jackson, right? Like, because yeah. I, 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 li- right, I liked him. Like, I don't think anybody didn't like him, but I. And he was incredible. Yeah. Len Bias yeah. would also be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would like to see him, but that wasn't. I mean, that was a whole different. I'm joking. <laughs> and I, and I, there isn't really, I guess, kind of 
like they have to sort of be superstar level type of players, I guess, to, to kind of to fit this kind of criteria, because you're not just sort of looking, you know, at like some some dude that was like, oh, if that guy wasn't injured, he might have been, you know, he might have been half decent, you know, like right. you're not going back and and filling in the blanks with you know with some role player dude do you have someone that you think like i mean bo jackson was the, bo jackson was the dude that i for me that i was like that guy's incredible like you watched greatness and yeah. his athleticism and he playing two sports probably helped as well and then there was the marketability of the whole thing and he was great but the, but for me because i mean for me everything kind of growing up and, and basketball is, is the first love and all that kind of stuff when i watched penny hardaway play ah that's a good pull like Penny Hardaway was that was that was my dude. Yeah. Like he was incredible. Like six seven point guard, athletic. You know, like he he was a legit point guard, but he could you know he he was he was the, always the best player on the court, and he was he was playing with Shaq. He was I think he was Shaq. Was, I mean, and Shaq was dominant. But, he was good enough that he after his injury, I think he played for like multiple seasons. Yeah, right? he did, and he kind of struggled. It was kind of you know it was sort of same thing that happened to like Sean Livingston. Like he kind of. He wasn't quite able to turn his career back around like like yeah. Livingston did, but, but I think he had a little better uh, timeline because of because of uh, surgeries and 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 rehab type stuff abilities. I think that came around later than after you know Hardaway's did. Um, but Penny Hardaway was incredible. Again, he was incredible to watch. And like you would go back and you play those like those old uh, playoff games and series, and especially even against like uh, Chicago and stuff. Like he he was. Dominant, and man. he was fu- he was super fun. I yeah, super fun. He I I, awesome. I think that that's sort of like I wasn't a I wasn't an Orlando fan. Like I wasn't no. a Raiders or a Kansas City fan. But like I think you're right. Like just for the love of the game, I've got one other one. A guy that we uh, were chill with one at one point in our life. Uh, Yao Ming, I think was is another player I would have liked to because he was so fun. Like I remember that first game where he played against Shaq and kind of like faced him. Like yeah. I, I really wanted Yao, and he just seems like a great guy. I would have liked to have seen him be able to like really be the impactful player that that he could have been. Everyone kind of expected him to yeah. be. Yeah, mm, that's, that's a good that's, one that's, that's 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 prob- a bit of a pull there. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's a that's a. I'm trying to think if I can think. I'm for some reason my mind's just going to basketball, and it's like the only. Like I'm trying, like I can't. I'm trying to think of like football players, but like everyone gets injured, right? Like yeah. That's kind of true, yeah. Like and like, Andrew but Luck, you know, it's like, like, like devastating okay. injuries that that altered their their careers or cut their career short. Um, I, yeah, yeah I, I, it's not. I don't know. See, and that's the thing to me. It's like it's just it's Bo Jackson, it's Penny Hardaway, and then everyone else. Like I don't, I don't sort of really have an opinion or a care about in a way. Right, where I'm like, eh, you know, maybe. You know, what I would have liked maybe. to see what Mike Utley was about. <laughs> He had a decent career. <laughs> yeah, just a, I'm a fan of O lineman, and I really thought Mike Utley. I mean, thumbs Rico. up and all. But <laughs> I mean, Grant Hill might have been another guy too. Fuck that guy. Him. Fuck it. We're back to Grant Hill. Let's fucking. What? That's it. That's Fuck. it. Show's over, Chris. We're not doing two Grant Hill pieces on one show. <laughs> that's it. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,